Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. When you share, people get saved. Come on in, everybody, and speak to me when you come in. Again, when you share, people get saved. It's time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. Let's go, everybody, everywhere. Speak to me as you come in. Come and talk to me. Let's go. Let me know where you are watching from on TikTok. You tap the screen. Everybody else, you make sure that you share. Denver, good to see you. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Great night. Shalom to you. Come on, everybody. Shalom is this Hebrew word we use at Harvest, which means nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. And so I encourage you to make that a part of your vocabulary, make that a part of how you speak. Because every time you say that word, you're releasing peace into the atmosphere. And the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers, which means when I come with a shalom, I am. there's a blessing that comes with that. But not only do I release my shalom uh, in the atmosphere, but I recognize that I am shalom. Nothing is missing, nothing is broken, nothing is lacking, all is well. Barbados, welcome. Virginia Beach, Bishop, good to see you. ATL, ATL, Aurora, Aurora, Denver, good to see you. Maryland, welcome, glad that you're on. Everybody everywhere, Northbridge, Virginia, let's go. Good to see you all. Everybody, come on in, ATL. So listen, guys, uh, ATL, ATL is thick in here tonight. Arlington, Texas, welcome to you. Duval, good to see you. Sandy Springs, that's Atlanta. Y'all in here thick tonight. So listen, while we're on Atlanta, um, this upcoming Sunday, uh, August the 13th at 6 p.m., we've got an Atlanta pop-up service. It's going to be amazing um, in our series Detox, Divine Detox. I need you to get registered and I need you to tell everybody you know to do the same. You're just going to text Harvest to 55498 or go to Harvest Church that church. If you, I know many of you are in Atlanta. How many of you are, you know someone in Atlanta? Wave at me. You know someone in Atlanta. LA, good to see you. Wave at me if you know someone in Atlanta because I need you to invite them to be there. We're going to be believing God for a move of God. And in anticipation, why are you doing this pop up service? Because we're getting ready to start a new location there. And so this will only be like our sixth uh, time in the city. And we're going to do on the 13th and the 27th. LaShawn says, I'm excited. I'm excited too. It'll only be like our sixth time in the city. And, um, and so to do that, what we're doing, we do these pop-ups and these interest services so that it gives people an opportunity to meet with me, connect with me, et cetera. And, uh, and it's amazing. Wow. Praise God. It's a, sir, you spoke, uh, approvals and today I received an approval for next steps for an assignment I applied for last month. Come on here. Uh, so 
listen, you all, you want to make sure. Um, can I get somebody to put text harvest five five four nine eight over here on um, TikTok? Uh, you want to make sure that you get people registered. But this, so we're doing a new location. And with this new location that we're doing in Atlanta, the, the purpose of the interest services, we call them pop-ups. The purpose of that is so that people can get connected, so that people can, I can meet people, I can, um, uh, people can experience a little bit, a little taste of what um, the Bishop Foreman and all of that is going to do and be for them and speak life into them and then give people an opportunity to get connected. And so that's why we do these services and uh, we're doing two of them the 13th and the 27th now i need you not only to invite people but i want to encourage you to join me this wednesday this wednesday we're going to fast over those experiences we call it experiences because more people in, in the south use the word service you hear me going back and forth with experience and service and so in that uh, it's going to be amazing but listen very carefully um, we're going to fast on this upcoming Wednesday until 6 p.m. local time. Can you just put that in the screen? Put that in the screen. Put that in your phone. Put that in your calendar. We're fasting this Wednesday until 6 p.m. local time. And here are the three things that we're fasting. Why are we fasting? Because the Bible says in Mark 9, 29, some things only come with fasting and prayer combined, you all. So when you combine fasting and prayer together, what we're doing is we're giving God an opportunity to release his best. Not because fasting changes God, but because fasting changes us. Fasting literally gets us out of the way. And so we're fasting this Wednesday until 6 p.m. local. It's a liquids-only fast. So that's water, that's juice, but now that can't be juice with pulp because the pulp becomes food or is food. Um, any type of juice, that's not smoothies, y'all. Smoothies is nothing but pulverized fruit and other stuff, okay? So it's a liquids-only fast until 6 p.m. Wednesday. Here's another testimony. You talked about blessings. I got a blessing to pay off a debt, and I was able to pay off more than half on another debt. Come on up on YouTube. Praise the points already coming in, and prayer just started. All right? Um, but we're fasting Wednesday until 6 p.m. local time. Here are the three things that we're fasting for. And I'll go live, of course, on Wednesday for a pop-up. Um, but we're fasting. Number one, we are praying uh, for miracle signs and wonders uh, during our pop-ups. Miracle signs and wonders. Number two, we are praying that many people give their lives to the Lord uh -uh, on Wednesday on, on Wednesday until 6 p.m. We're not fasting from now until Wednesday. No, no, no. We're fasting on Wednesday until 6 p.m. local. So that's basically midnight Wednesday until 6 p.m. local. So not a full day, basically 18 hours of the day. All right? And then in addition to that, number one, miracle signs and wonders we're fasting for. Number two, that many people get saved in the pop-up experiences in Atlanta. And then number three, number three, we are praying that God exceed our expectations. Ephesians 3.20, he's the God that does exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So you may say, this Bible won't be in Atlanta. It doesn't matter. I want you to fast with me. I want you to fast with me. I want you, if you fast from a juice, as long as there's no pulp, it just can't be pulp because pulp makes it food. You're good. Okay. So that's what we're doing this Wednesday. Um, and we're going to be fasting for that. Let me tell you the benefits, not only Mark 9, 29, some things only come with fasting and prayer. You're going to be fasting and everybody listen, this fast will be a fast of intercession and a fast of supplication. What does that mean? What does that mean? To intercede means you go to God on behalf of somebody that can't go on their own. John chapter nine says that the only prayer that is heard of an unsaved person Right, you can eat after 6 p.m., whatever your local time is, on Wednesday. Um, the only prayer for an unsaved person that's heard is the prayer of salvation. So what does this mean? That when you are fasting for other people to get saved, 
you sit in the seat of an intercessor. So you're going to, when you do this, uh, you got to hear me. You are literally going to God on behalf of somebody else. And there's a blessing in you going to God on behalf of somebody else. Number two, you sit in the seat of making supplication or like a supplement to another Christian's prayer. So we pray for miracle signs and wonders. You're, you're sitting in the seat of an intercessor and you're sitting in the seat of supplication. So literally you are going to, you're not only obeying the word of God, um, but you're literally going to receive because you are putting yourself as the bridge for other people. Y'all got it? So you got to hear me. So you may say, I won't be in Atlanta. I can't be in Atlanta, whatever. That's not the point. The point is you fasting with me on this Wednesday. Uh, there's something that God is going to do for you. But more importantly, see it as your opportunity to bless and so into somebody else's life. All right. Everybody got today's listen. I feel like the church announcements, but you got the announcements. So get registered for this pop up this upcoming Sunday in Atlanta. 6 p.m. Eastern Time, that's 4 p.m. Mountain Time. In the morning on Sunday, we will be online only on all of our online platforms, 9, 15, 11, 15, same normal time, same what they say, same bat channel, same bat time. It'll be the normal times. We'll just be online only. And then in the evening, we'll be in person in Atlanta at 6 online and then in person. All right. Everybody got that? And then, of course, Wednesday Night Live Bible Study every Wednesday this month in Denver and online. And then on the 6th and the 20th in Denver in the morning and uh, and online. All right. Everybody got it. We good. OK. Best way to stay connected so that you can get all the details on everything is to text Harvest to 55498 so that you can get our app uh, and stay connected that way. Many, many people have our app. I want to encourage you to get it if you don't have it. Um, if you don't have our app, can you wave at me if you don't have it? I really want to push you to get it because the app is where it's at. Podcast is in there. Messages are in there. Music is in there. Spiritual gifts test is in there. Access to resources is in there. There's so many awesome things that are in that app. And I want to encourage you to get your hands on it. You just text Harvest to 55498. All right. It's time to pray. Uh, and prayer is going to be powerful as it always is. Um, listen, I want to encourage you, if you haven't yet shared, to share. When you share, people get saved. Guys, God has been so good to us. We prayed um, and set a goal of 2,023 decisions of people who would give their lives to the Lord. And God has already exceeded that. I'm going to say it again. He has already exceeded that. We're we fasting on Wednesday, midnight until 6 p.m. local. So it's basically an 18-hour fast. It's not even a full day. For me, it'll be a full day because I don't eat after 6. But that's what we're doing. Um, so in that, um, God has been good to us. We set a goal of 2,023 decisions of people giving their lives to the Lord. And God has already exceeded that. As of um, as of yesterday, I think that new number, um, the people on my team that have that number, can you put that number in the comments for me so that I have, so I give you the most recent number. We're going to celebrate this and then I'm going to push you to share again. Um, and we're going to start our prayer tonight, praying for the unsaved. And praying for those that are far from God. Um, listen, don't give up. And even if all your family is saved, all your friends are saved, there's somebody else who's are not. So we always want to take the mentality of we're blessed to be a what? A blessing. So we want to do what we can do uh, to see people come to the Lord. I'm just waiting on that number to come through uh, so that we've got 2,000. Listen to this. 2080. 2,080 decisions. Can y'all rejoice and put a praise in the comments? 
The goal was 2023 by the end of this year, but God has already exceeded that. Uh, and he exceeded it within the first seven months of this year. So we're what, six days, seven days into August? And we're at 2080 decisions. God, we honor you. We bless you, Father. You're amazing. You're mighty. You're strong. You're powerful. You're undefeated. You are God like no other because you are God like no other. We are people like no other. We thank you, God, for the great, awesome privilege that we have to be able to pray. To pray is a privilege. It is not a right. Prayer is something that we get to do. It's not something that we have to do. It's not a burden. It's not something that we look down on. It's not something that we think it's ineffective. Your word says that the effective, fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much, which means effective. We have to be specific and strategic. Fervent means we have to be passionate and persistent. Specific, strategic, passionate, persistent. SSPP. When we pray that way, your word, God says in the book of James, that we get things done. We are a people that get results. We are a people that get things done. We are a people that see great things manifest and see great things happen. And for that, we say thank you. Now, tonight, God, we thank you for the great privilege that we have to pray. We pray, Father, that you forgive us for all of our sin. That's in, in mistakes that we've made. Well, we have missed the mark. We ask for your forgiveness. And you said in First John chapter 1 that if we confess our sins, that you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. Which means, God, tonight when we pray, we are not praying as sinners. We are no longer sinners. Please put that in the comments. No longer sinners. We may sin, but we're not sinners. We are not sinless, we just sin less. Because your word says that if we confess our sins, you are faithful and you are just to forgive us. So tonight we can boldly approach the throne of, the throne of grace and obtain mercy and favor in our time of need. Because God, when you see us, you see us as your righteousness. When you see us, you see us covered in your blood. And your word says that you cannot deny yourself. You cannot deny yourself. And so because of that, in 2 Timothy 2 and 13, we know that when we pray, you hear us. And when you pray, when we pray, you hear us. And because you hear us, God, you will respond. Because you hear us, God, you will respond. We know that you hear us. And because we know that you hear us, we know that you will respond. And First John chapter 5, verse 15, it says, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we ask of him, which means we pray in confidence tonight, God, knowing that the answers to our prayers are yes and amen. The answers to our prayers are yes and amen. It is not a maybe. It is not a let me think about it. It is yes and amen. And anything that heaven says no to, it is because you have a higher yes. Please put that in the comments. A higher yes. Anything that heaven says no to, it's not no. It's I have a better yes. It's instead of me giving you this five that you wanted, I'm saying yes to the ten. Because everything with you is yes and amen. So we don't look at delay as denial. We don't look at denial as a negative thing because anything that you do not permit, it's because you have something that is better. Roto, you have something that is better. Everybody hear that in prayer tonight. Anything that God says, know to that, what he's really saying is that there's a higher yes. Because all the promises of God, they are yes and they are amen. They are yes and they are man. They are yes and they are amen. Which means, God, that's 2 Corinthians 1 and 20. Which means, God, that we yield to what you say yes to. We yield to what you want for us because it will be better. 
Forgive us tonight, God, for being angry at you or frustrated with you or thinking you didn't come through because what we asked for was too low and you gave us a higher yes. Forgive us, God, for thinking that prayer did not work because you did not give us what we asked for because you had a higher yes. You had something that was bigger. You had something that was better. You had something that was a better fit for us. You had something that exceeded our expectations. You're in Ephesians 3.20, God. And you said that you will do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Ask means to pray, which means you said, I'm going to give you more than what you pray for. So forgive us tonight, God, for wanting what we wanted and not realizing that what you want may be more than what we want. Forgive us for being mad that our will wasn't done when what you want is higher, it's greater, it's better than our will. So we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you release a praise right there in the comments? Release a praise right there in the comments. Y'all better let that thing settle on you tonight. Anything that God says no to, it's because he has a higher yes. Because the promises of God are yes and amen. First John 5, 15. And if we know that he hears us, we have what we have asked of him. But built into us asking is a recognition that he may have something better. He may have something greater. I heard the Lord say, this just happened today. I don't know who this is. There's a relationship that today that thing, uh, that thing ended. There was a period put on that thing. That thing was shut down today. I heard the Lord say that was your desire, but he has a higher desire. Now, I don't know who that is, but I need you to wave at me because that just happened today. Wave at me, whatever platform you're on. That just happened today. It just happened today. It just happened today. And I heard the Lord say, you're about to see why he said no to that today. You're going to see that he had a higher yes in store for you. He had a higher yes in store for you in Jesus' name. Father, we ask that you forgive us for our, not only our sin, I see you over here on TikTok, not only our sin, look at God, look at that, look at that, look at the Holy Ghost, Jesus Christ, not only that, um, uh, do we ask for forgiveness for sin, where we made mistakes or missed the mark, but we ask for forgiveness for iniquity, that's practicing generational sin that's been passed down and around, forgive us for that. And forgive us, Father, for transgression. This is where we have willfully deviated from what we knew to be right. Father, we bless you and we honor you and we praise you. We will be bold tonight because all of our sin, all of our iniquity, all of our transgression are covered. They are covered. They are covered. Come on, can you put that in the comments? I'm covered. I'm covered. What does that mean? That the blood of Jesus covers us and has washed us of our sin, that's mistakes, of our iniquity, that's generational sin passed down and around, and that is transgression. We are covered. And because we're covered, we will be bold in prayer. Because we're covered, we will be aggressive in prayer. Because we are covered, we will be specific in prayer. Because we are covered, we will be strategic in prayer. Because we are covered, we will be persistent in prayer. Because we are covered, we will be those that are passionate in prayer. And for that, we say thank you. Lock this in us, God. Lock prayer in us. Don't let's just have a, what they some people refer to as a prayer life. Let prayer be how we live. Let prayer be how we live. I pray that we pray 24-7 all day, that we don't just wait until moments of prayer, that we live a lifestyle of prayer. Prayer is our lifestyle, so we don't need a separate prayer life because it's our lifestyle. We'll pray in the morning. We'll pray in the car. We'll pray on the on the plane. We'll play on the bus. We'll play in the automobile. We'll pray at home. We'll pray on the job. We'll pray at lunch. We'll pray in the restaurant. We'll pray 
at the amusement park. We'll pray at the Whole Foods. We'll pray at the gym. We'll pray at Home Depot. We'll pray at Lowe's. We'll pray at the mall. Wherever we go, prayer is what we do. Prayer is who we are because prayer is our lifestyle. We have the privilege of being able to directly connect to our God. Lock that in us, God. Lock that in us. Lock that in us, God. Lock that in us, God. Lock that in us. Ceasing to pray. Uh, Father, we recognize that um, that is a sin according to this, according to Scripture. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, the Bible says, uh, 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 pray without ceasing, which means it's something that we are to do consistently. It is something that we are to do persistently. Uh, let me give you this verse. Let me give you this verse. This is in 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 12, 23. He said, I would sin against the Lord by ceasing to pray or failing to pray. So, Father, we pray that that would not be a sin that we're guilty of. We will not be guilty of the sin of not praying because you're going to lock prayer in us. What do you mean, Bishop, locking in us? If something is locked in us, the psalmist said it like this. He said, he said Father, uh, uh, I, I need for you to cause me. I need for you to cause me, God. Uh, don't take your presence from me. Don't take your spirit from me. It was good that I learned your statutes. I'll meditate on your word day and night. What is he saying? The psalmist is saying, lock this thing in me. Let this thing be such a part of who I am and such a part of what I do and such a part of how I move and such a part of how I operate that it is literally locked on the inside of me. And for that, we say thank you. Now tonight, God, as we pray, direct our prayers. Give us exactly what we are to say. Let us use the right words. Let us use the right timing. Let us use the right uh, uh, level of passion. Let us, let us display the right level of precision. Let us display the right level of persistence tonight. You said knock and the door will be open. You said seek and we would find. You said ask and we will be given the answer. So we will ask tonight. We will seek tonight. And we will knock tonight. We will ask tonight. We will seek tonight. We will knock tonight. Ask, A-S-K. Ask, seek, knock. Ask. To, at, the word ask means to pray. Ask, seek, knock. So the word asking is the same for the word prayer in the scripture. But literally, it's an acronym. It means to ask, to seek, and to knock. To ask, to seek, and to knock. Can you put that in the comments? To ask, to seek, and to knock. To ask, to seek, and to knock. I ask so that I know what to seek, so I know where to knock. I ask so I know what to seek, so I know where to knock. I ask so I know what to seek, so I know where to knock. And I pray on any door that we knock on, Brian, that it will be open wide for us. I pray that any answers we seek, that we will give them quickly. And I pray that anything that we ask for, that the answer, we've already said it, is yes and amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody, every platform, just, just put ask in the comments. Ask. It's an acronym. Ask, seek, knock. Ask. Literally, that's what prayer means. It means to ask. That's what prayer means, to ask. Um, come on in wherever you're at. Like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. When you share, people get say 2,080 decisions come on through here of people who have given their lives to the Lord so far this year. And again, that happens because of your sharing. Your sharing causes people to see it and people get saved. Listen, um, if you haven't let me know where you're watching from, Make sure that you do that too. So like the video, tell me where you're watching from and share. So listen, there's a scripture that I want to pray 
And the Lord said something to me yesterday. He said, son, your yes is going to release my yes. Your yes is going to release my yes. Your yes is going to release my yes. Um, so in the Bible, there is a scripture, and it says this. I'm going to give it to you. Um, it's a very familiar scripture, very familiar scripture. It is Isaiah 119. And the Bible says this. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the best of the land. Let me give you another version. The Aramaic says, and if you will obey and you will listen to me, you shall eat the good of the earth. Let me give you one more version. If you will obey me, you will eat the good things the land produces. Um, let me give you one more version. If you have a willing attitude and obey, you will again eat the good crops of the land. Check this out. God says, um, your yes, because part your willingness is in your willingness is your yes. Your yes, my yes, our yes will release God's yes. So here's my question to you tonight. What have you not fully said yes to? Wow. Come on, Conroe, Texas. What have we not fully said yes to? What have we not fully said yes to? Mahogany, what have we not fully said yes to? I know what most people think, I give the Lord a yes every day. Let me show you where sometimes, and this falls into our series, um, Toxic and Divine Detox. Let me show you some areas where perhaps you think you're giving him a yes and you're not giving him a yes. Let me give you three examples. King Saul, that we're going to pray over this because I want to submit to everybody that there are some yeses that God says, I have not gotten from you. And this is why I have not released a yes in that area because you have not given me a yes. What you've given me is a yes with an asterisk. What's an asterisk? Yes, but these things have to happen. Yes, but so-and-so has to do this. Come on, y'all. Yes, but this has to be done. So that's not a real yes. A real yes, it's yes, period. Come on here. It is not yes, comma. It is not yes, asterisk. Let me give you three examples of people, and then we're going to pray. We're going to pray. And you said, Bishop, I needed you to hear me call me out on this. Listen, guys, prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. So what does this mean? Dia, two. God speaks back. So prayer is not just us saying blah, 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 in Jesus' name, amen. That's not prayer. That's a monologue, right? Prayer is we speak, then, then God responds. We pray, he responds. So even as we pray tonight, I pray about what we pray about. I don't just get on here and just start saying stuff. I pray about what we pray about. And the reason I do that is because we want to make sure that we're in total alignment with the Lord. All right. Now, we don't have time to waste. Is there anybody on prayer besides me that says, I don't have time to waste. I don't want to waste another minute. I don't want to waste another day. I don't want to waste another week. I don't want to waste another month. I don't want to waste another quarter. Who is that on prayer? I don't want to waste another uh, 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 half a year. I don't want to waste another year. I'm certainly not going to waste no decade. And I'm not going to waste the life that God has given me. I'm not wasting time. Come on, put that in the comments. I'm not wasting time. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Not doing it. Okay? So when we pray, I come to do business. This is, we, we have a business tonight. This is not just something to feel good to keep putting things off. So let me give you three examples. Um, God says, your yes releases my yes. Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the lamb. Um, for you and I, think of this. Remember, the Bible is an agricultural society. 
So for them, their produce, their crops, um, first of all, the rain that would come was seen as a sign of God's favor because they were an agricultural society. And at the end of our summer school series, I taught you that storms were actually a sign of God's favor because if it didn't rain, there was no favor. For every person where you've got a storm going on in any area in your life or recently had one, just say, I'm favored. I'm favored. I'm favored. Number two. Um, because they're an agricultural society, when the scripture says you'll eat the good of the land, let's think it through. To get a crop, they'd have to sow a seed. So they'd sow a seed, then till the land, and then as they till the land, the water, the storms would come and water the seed. The seeds would grow, become crops. Those crops, depending on what the crop was, those crops would then feed the animals that became uh, their clothing, that became their milk. Are you catching this out? That became um, things they would use to trade. That became a source of heat because they would make coats and jackets, etc., out of the wool from sheep. And, and then you had oxen. You had different livestock that would then go till the land. So pay attention. When the Bible says that you will eat the good in the land, pay attention to this. He means your economy is going to be good. You better talk to me in these comments. God says, for us, when you eat the good of the land, your economy is going to be good. Which means it's not just your income that's going to be good, but your economy is going to be good. Which means you got more coming in than going out. Come on here. Which means you are stacking more than you are putting out. Which means people are constantly finding you and favoring you. People are constantly, everything about your entire economic situation is good. Can I push it? Let's push it. If I can push it, say push it, Bishop. So then, if you'll eat the crops, this means you'll eat the corn, the wheat, will. Uh, you'll eat the wheat, you'll turn the wheat, you can turn the wheat into, think of modern things, you can turn that wheat into uh, cornflakes, you can turn that wheat into bread, uh, you can turn that wheat into many things, which means if your economy is good, Brian, this means that now you can be creative at what you produce. If you are willing and obedient, God says, I'm going to give you the flexibility to be creative. And for some of you all, you better hear me. God says, you're about to shift. And I prophesied this only for those that have the faith to receive it. You're about to shift to where you don't have to work. You will work because you want to work. You will make your living from your giving. Isaiah 119. Come on here, Brandon. Isaiah 119. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land, which means your economy is going to be good. You'll be creative. You'll be able to do what you want to do. You'll be able to create a life you don't need a vacation from. Come on, everybody, every platform, if you haven't shared, make sure that you share. So let me give you three examples, and then we're going to cover this in prayer. But, but before, we, before I even push these examples, Father, lock a yes in us. Lock a yes in us. Let, forgive us, God, for giving you yes with a comma. Forgive us for giving you a yes with an asterisk. But in Jesus' name, you said if we are willing and obedient, that's a yes. Willing has to deal with a yes. Obedience is a yes because it takes a yes to will to do something. And it takes a yes to actually do something and see it through. We declare that you would lack a yes in us. We are willing and we are obedient. 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 Pastor Leon, we are willing and we are obedient. Sharon, we are willing and we are obedient. Stephanie, we are willing and we are obedient. We will not be those that will but don't obey. We will not be those, watch me, we will not be those who obey but don't will. 
Father, you are not just a God that's concerned about what we do. You're concerned about the heart behind what we do. There are some people that obey, but the heart behind their obedience is bitterness. The heart behind their obedience is, I better do this so I don't hear so-and-so's mouth. That's the wrong heart. So, so you don't honor it because it wasn't done from the proper heart. This is why you said in your word that you love a cheerful giver. It wasn't just the giving. It was the heart behind the giving. It was the heart behind it. Father, we declare that you put a yes on the inside of us. That we are willing and we are obedient. Come on here, y'all. We are willing and we are obedient. Erica, we are willing and we are obedient. Dr. Johnny, we are willing and we are obedient. Tamika, we are willing and we are obedient. Danielle, we are willing and we are obedient in Jesus' name. So let me give you three examples real quick, and we're going to cover these in prayer. Saul, Erica, Saul, everybody do me a favor, share. Like the video, tell me where you're watching from, and share if you ever share whatever platform you're on. And we're 33 minutes in the prayer. We gather together every single Monday night to pray for one hour. Why one hour, Bishop? Because the Bible says in Jesus' most defining moment that he took Peter, James, and John, three that were close to him, and he prayed. Um, and this was his most defining hour. Why do you call it command your day, command your week? It's a principle of prayer. Why don't you do it in the morning like other people do? Because it's too late. The scripture teaches us that the evening and the morning were the first day and so on. Biblically speaking, Tuesday has begun. And approximately 6 p.m. the night before, the new day begins. Read your Bible in Genesis, and you'll see that the evening and the morning were the day. So to God, a new day starts when it's dark. Mm, that's a revelation. For somebody, your new day has already begun. How do you know, Bishop? Because it looks dark in certain areas of your life. If you don't shout because of that, who am I talking to? Something new has already begun because it's already dark in that area. Stephanie, something new has already begun because it is dark in that area. God always starts new on dark. God always starts new on dark. He never starts new on light. He starts new on dark. Weeping may endure for a what? Night. But joy comes in the morning. Well, when is the morning? The night. You missed it. You missed the revelation. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Pay attention. Well, when is the morning? The night. God always begins when it's dark. You've got to hear that. So let's go. Um, it's a principle of prayer. And I've taught about this in the messages, Command Your Day and Command Your Week. You can get it on our podcast or our YouTube channel. Here we go. Isaiah 119. This is where we're going to focus in on prayer for the next few minutes. Then we're going to shift. Isaiah 119. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. So that means your economy is going to be good. Everything about your economic situation is going to be good. It's going to be great. And that's the only thing you're going to consume is going to be great. You will not know lack. Come on here. You will not know poverty. You will not know stress. You will not know worrying about money. But watch me. If you have an economy, this means that you're the lender, not the borrower. I want you to speak that over yourself. I'm the lender. Please, everybody, unless you're driving and you're watching me right now, Whatever platform you're on, put that in the comments. I'm the lender. I'm the lender. I'm the lender. I'm the lender. You are the lender. Everything about your economic situation. And economies aren't one business. It's multiple businesses. Economies are not just one thing. For many of you all, you got to hear me. What God is doing in your life, and listen to me very carefully, is that he's opening up multiple streams for you multiple streams for you. And you may look at it and say, Bishop, that's not a big stream, but it's a stream. 
And every river has to start as a stream. I just said something right there. Every river has to start as a stream, Instagram. So even if that thing is only producing you $20, shut your mouth, because it's a stream. And every river starts as a stream. Every river starts. Bishop, I'm only making $40 in interest every month. That's a stream. Hush your mouth, because that 40 can turn into 400. That 400 can turn into 4,000, okay? If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. Let's go. Let me give you three examples of people who did not give God a yes. And tonight, on this first prayer of, of August, God says, I need your yes, period. Not yes, comma, not yes with an asterisk, King Saul. God tells King Saul, I want you to go, and I want you to totally wipe out this people. Don't keep anything. The Bible says that King Saul agrees to do it. King Saul agrees to do it. He says yes to start. 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 But then what happens? As King Saul is beginning to walk out um, these instructions, the Bible makes it clear that he does not fully follow the instructions of the Lord. He does not fully follow the instructions of the Lord. So let me let me read to you God's instruction because this is this is what happens for many. Let me read to you God's instructions. Um, it says it right here. Um, let's go in First Samuel uh, chapter uh, number. Let me give you the instructions. Let me give you, let me just give you the instructions so that you can see this. One day. Uh, Samuel said to Saul, it was the Lord who told me to anoint you king of uh, his people of Israel. Now listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies declares. I've decided to settle accounts with the nation of Amalek for opposing Israel when they came to Egypt. Now guys, there's going to be so much in this, I'm going to have to hit it in prayer. Because listen to this, listen to this, Erica. Listen to me very carefully. The Lord said to Samuel, the man of God, go tell Saul that I am ready to settle the accounts. Oh my God. Um, I'm ready to finally deal with what Amalek did. I'm going to read you another version. Let's go New King James. I'm going to read it to you from there. It says, thus says the Lord of hosts, I'm about to punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. And now he ambushed him on the way when he came from Egypt. Pay attention. God said, this is a place to shout and rejoice because for some of you, you ready? For some of you, you think, God, you let so-and-so get away with this. And God is so into the details of your life that one day, Brian, the Lord says, I'm ready to deal with this, Mark. Now, wait a minute. Why in the world would God delay dealing with somebody who did his people wrong? Because sometimes if God judges them immediately, there is nothing for him to judge. I'm going to say it again. and We got to pray this thing. Father, according to 1 Samuel 15, you are a God that you will settle the account. You are the God that will deal with those that try to come against us. You are the God that will handle those that have mishandled us. So forgive us for being vengeful. Forgive us for trying to take vengeance in our own hands. Forgive us, God, for thinking that you weren't going to take care of it. You will settle the account. You keep, come on here, Agnes, you keep receipts, God. And one day, out of nowhere, you spoke to Saul, to Samuel, the man of God, to tell him to tell Saul, 
I'm ready to deal with them. I speak, pray, and prophesy that this month of August, we'd see the same thing. Come on here, y'all. That you would say to us, you are ready to deal with what uh, 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 dealt with us. You are ready to handle what mishandled us. Is there anybody on prayer tonight where there's some things that you thought God just let people get away with? And you would just say, whatever, it's whatever. I don't even care. I hear the Lord loud and clear. This month, this month, the Lord says, I'm going to handle the account. I'm going to settle the account and I am going to deal with it. 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 I am going to deal with it because this month of August, it literally eight is the number of a new beginning. August means respected, impressive, venerable, majestic. It means imminent, celebrated, highly regarded, lofty, high-ranking, noble, magnificent, grand, kingly, stately, imperial, important, exalted, esteemed. This month literally speaks to the fact that you will protect your people that you will handle what has mishandled your people. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Can I get you to put a praise in the comments right there? Somebody says, I was crying over this thing, Bishop. Listen to me. If you don't get anything else out of prayer tonight, we did them with your yes, because I got to read these verses. And I think this is as far as we're going to go as Isaiah 119 today in prayer. As we're dealing with these verses, listen carefully. The Bible said that one day, one day, the Lord just decided, I'm ready to deal with this. Because for some of you, if God was to have dealt with them when you wanted them to deal with them, they would have, look at me, what would he have taken? They didn't have nothing. Y'all ain't going to talk to me in prayer. What would he have done? They, they weren't arrogant then. They weren't filling themselves. Sometimes God will let who mishandles his people he will let them go really high. You better hear me. He'll let them go really high. He'll let them start filling themselves and they'll start talking about you. Yeah, I don't trust them. That's why I don't believe in them Christians. This why I'm not. Look at how good I'm doing. Look at that. Baby, the God I serve, the God we serve is a God that settles accounts. Deuteronomy 32, 35. He's a God that says vengeance and recompense are mine. Sometimes, Naomi, the Lord will let something go on because he had nothing, because he had nothing, because he had nothing to take from them. So he will let them go think they go high because the higher they go, the bigger they fall. The bigger they are, the harder the fall. The fall. I don't know who needed to hear that, but I heard the Lord say, you keep moving forward because sometimes your enemy's goal is to take your energy. So you're so focused on the past you're so focused on what they did that you don't move forward. But God, we say we release it into your hands. Come on, tell them in prayer. We release it into your hands, God. We release it into your hands. We release it into your hands. We release it into your hands. And we trust you. We got to move forward. We don't have energy to keep putting behind us. We got to move forward. We don't have time to keep putting behind us. We got to move forward. You wait until there's something to take. You wait until there's something to settle. You wait until there's something to do. You gotta hear this. Jesus. Wow. If we don't get anything else in prayer, that ought to make you shout. You know, you make me wanna shout. You gotta move forward. I was tempted to, to even here recently, 
I was tempted to be really salty about something. And, and, and I felt it rise up. And the Lord said, don't you, don't even, we're not doing this. He said, son, I'm going to deal with that. I went, don't you, uh -uh. he said, don't you, he said, wash your hands and keep it moving. He said, don't you even think twice about being salty about that. Don't you even think twice about, set, don't even deal with it. You keep it moving. You keep it moving. I pray that over your life. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Who needs to hear that? Keep it moving. 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 I pray that you have a Kim spirit. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Mm -mm. We're not even doing that. We're not even doing that. Jesus. Ugh, God, I got to do a whole message on this one verse. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, for how he ambushed them on the way when they came from Egypt. God says, I remember you. Okay, this is so good. Okay, I got it. This is so good. Okay, y'all just go with me in prayer. And we're going to get as far as we can because I'm trying to get you to Isaiah 119. I'm using Samuel as a, Saul as an example of not a complete yes. He said, I'm going to punish him for this ambush. An ambush is a sneak attack. And I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would repay us for every sneak attack. For every person that it surprised us to see them get disloyal. That it surprised us to see them betray us. That, it's a, that it was an ambush. That it was an ambush that it was an ambush. We didn't see it coming. We didn't expect it. I pray, God, that you would repay us for every ambush that has come against us. Jesus the Christ. Jesus the Christ. God says that Mark, Mark is a, 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 a contemporary colloquialism that simply means person in whom I do not enjoy. Mark, that Mark, he says, I'm going to repay him because he snuck, a, I'm going to get this mark because he snuck against Israel. Verse three, this is Samuel, the man of God, telling Saul, the king, now go attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have. Do not spare them. Kill man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox and sheep, camel and donkey. Look at me. God said, all they did, pay attention, pay attention. All they did was sneak attack my people. But because they think that my people's God is a punk. Listen, I don't know if y'all saw that video from Alabama. I haven't seen the whole thing. I just said, so, uh, seen commentary. But God says, I keep receipts and I got a good memory. And all I know is that that sneak attack they did on my people, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take everything they got. I'm going to take everything they got. I'm going to take them for everything. Look at what the, the Lord said. He said, don't spare one of them. Kill man and woman. Listen to me. Infant and nursing child. Ox and sheep. Camel and donkey. Camel and donkey. <laughs> God says, I'm not letting anything. They're going to pay with everything. Because they thought, they thought they could treat my people that way. Father, we pray for those who thought that they could treat your people any kind of way. You said pray for those that use us and persecute us and spitefully use us. Because in doing so, it heaps hot coals on their head. Hot coals means that there has to be a fire. That fire, you are a consuming fire. Which means when we pray for people, we literally put God, put God on their head. In other words, when we, we pray for them, God, because 
they maybe they thought that our God was a punk. Maybe they thought that our God could be uh, uh, could be pushed around, but they did not know that when they mess with God's people, when they mess with God's people, they mess with God. So we pray for them, Lord. 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 We pray for them in Jesus' name. Let's push. Verse four. So Saul gathered the people, numbered them in Telaim, 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to the city of Amalek and lay in, lay in wait in the valley. I want you to see the army God sent against the enemies. Listen to this. Listen to this. 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men from Judah. 210,000 soldiers went against Amalek. And God says, I'm about to settle the score. I'm about to settle the accounts. They came at you one way, but I'm about to send heaven's armies against them. But every person where you have been harboring unforgiveness, bitterness, or, or anything like that, hurt, bitterness, or unforgiveness, I need you to put it in the screen. Say, I release it right now. I release it right now. I need you to put it on the screen. I release it right now. I release it right now. I release it right now. Guys, I'm trying to get to this Isaiah 119. Give God a yes. But, but this Bible is praying for us. 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 I release it right now. 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 I release it. Mm -mm. You cannot hold on to that. Because let me show you this. If you keep holding on to them, you, you have not released it for God to deal with it. If you keep holding on to the bitterness, the pain, or the unforgiveness, or the hurt, if you hold on to that, you do not release it for God to deal with it. So some of you are like, God, why haven't you dealt with it? Because God says you haven't released it. You haven't released it. You have to release it for him to get it. Come on, I release it right now. Let's push further. Do me a favor. Every platform, if you haven't shared, share. When you share, people get saved. Over 2,080 people recorded decisions have given their lives to the Lord. Father, we release our hurt, our bitterness, our pain, our unforgiveness against others and even ourselves. I hear the Lord saying, for some of you, you really mad at you. You're angry at you. You haven't forgiven you. For every person where you've been mad at you, just say, I forgive you. Say it in the comments right now. I hear that for several people tonight. You have been mad at you. How did you do this? How did you get back in this situation? Why are you doing this? How did you? Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. You got to put it in the screen. I forgive you. You talk about yourself. Yourself. I forgive you. You have to forgive yourself. If that ain't, if I'm not talking to you, you don't type it. But if I'm talking to you, you type it. I forgive you, which means really you're talking about me. I forgive me. I forgive myself. I forgive myself. Let's push. Let's go further. Man, eight minutes left. Saul came to the city of Amalek. He laid wait in the valley. Verse six, Saul said to the Kenites, go depart. He gives them all of these instructions and all of that. Let's get down um, to verse eight. Now, what was God's instruction? God's instruction in verse three was kill everybody. Man, woman, infant, nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, donkey. He said, keep nothing. Destroy everything. Verse, so Saul does it. He starts with a yes. 
Watch where it changes in verse 8. Listen to me. He took Agag, king of Amalekites, alive. Stop. Didn't God say to kill everybody and everything? The name Agag in Hebrew, it means high. In other words, Saul, you got high off your own supply and you started feeling yourself and you stopped giving me a yes. Father, we give you our yes. You ready? Our yes all the way through. Not just a yes to start, but a yes to finish. Come on here. Not just a yes to begin, but a yes to end. We give you our yes. He literally took Agag alive, but God said, kill everybody. You know why he left them alive? So that he could say, look at what I did. Father, here we go. Come on, y'all, let's push. Forgive us for any hidden pride. Forgive us for any hidden arrogance. Forgive us for any hidden hubris. Anything that is in us, God, that would make us think that we needed a trophy other than obedience. Come on. Forgive us for making us think. I heard the Lord say, for many of you, you have not given him a yes because you're concerned about how it looks. Mm, 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 mm. You're concerned about how it looks to people whose opinion is inconsequential. God, I feel like going up in prayer. God, I feel like going up in prayer. God, I feel you, 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 you continually overspend because you don't want nobody to see you downsizing. Good God. You continue to make bad relationship decisions because you don't want to make it seem like here's another failed relationship. God is speaking to us in prayer tonight. God is speaking to us in prayer tonight. I just heard this. I'm going to say what I heard. You know you're supposed to relocate and move and help push harvest forward. You know you're called to harvest. This ain't for everybody, but I heard what I heard. But you're concerned that it may look a certain way to people. Like you going down there to be around that man, be follow that man. Mm -mm, mm -mm. I hear the Lord loud and clear. 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 Jesus, come on prayer, just take a few seconds. Can you put a worship in the comments? Can you put a worship in the comments? I hear the Lord loud and clear tonight. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Saul was worried about how this thing looked. He was worried about how this thing looked about how this thing looked. So consequently, he's like, I'm going to keep the king alive because I want a trophy. I want this to look good. And if I kill the king, I don't have a trophy. But God said, but God said, but God, Stephanie says, how does she tithe? Go to harvestchurch.church and click give. You can tithe that way. You can give that way. Harvestchurch.church uh, or text the number that's at the bottom of the screen. Watch me. Watch me, y'all. Watch me. Watch me. It was so worried about how it looked. So the only trophy that Saul should have pursued is 756. The only trophy that Saul should have pursued was obedience. Isaiah 119, if we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. Saul, you were willing, but you're not obedient. 
you were willing because you started out right, but then you wanted a trophy other than obedience. The trophy should have been, I did everything God said for me to do. And God, we will complete every instruction. We will complete every directive. We will complete everything that you have said for us to complete. And we thank you that it is so in Jesus' name. Verse 9, but Saul and the people spared Agag and the sheep, the best of the sheep, the best of the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good. And look at me, and they were unwilling to utterly destroy them. Stop. What did Isaiah 119 say? What did Isaiah 119 say? If you are willing and obedient, God make us willing and obedient. Will to will to do it means our heart is right about it. Obedient means we actually did it. Y'all with me? Can you show on Venmo? You can't. Hello at Harvest Church, that church. You can't. Hello at Harvest Church, that church. All right? You ready? The Bible says they were unwilling. 1 Samuel 15. They were unwilling. They were unwilling. They were unwilling to destroy. Which means it's not that they couldn't do it. Y'all got to hear me in prayer. You keep telling yourself you can't when the real thing is, is you won't. Good God. Good God. Father, don't let us lie to ourselves anymore. Don't let us lie to ourselves anymore and say that we can't when the truth is that we won't. Do not let us lie to ourselves and say that we can't when the truth is that we won't. Good God, you won't serve. It's not that you can't. You won't give. It's not that you can't. You won't commit. It's not that you can't. You won't forgive. It's not that you can't. You won't keep it moving. It's not that you can't. You won't get up. It's not that you can't. Don't let us lie to ourselves anymore, God. In Jesus' name. In the scripture, guys, it's 759. Are y'all cool if prayer goes over a few minutes tonight? Wave at me if you're cool if prayer goes over a few minutes tonight. God is speaking to us in prayer tonight. See, I said prayer is a dialogue. We pray, but he responds. We pray, but he responds. We pray, but he responds. The Bible talks about a man that had been lying by the pool. John chapter 5. The man that had been lying by the pool with a spirit of infirmity. Here's what the Bible says about this man. When Jesus saw him lying there, look at me. The appropriate word, if the Bible was trying to indicate, male, that the man was laying there, would have been when Jesus saw the man laying there. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, and when Jesus knew the man had been Lie, or saw the man lying, L-Y-I-N-G, which means, Jacqueline, when the man said that nobody was there to put him in the pool, you know what Jesus is really saying? He lying. Let's go modern. He capping. He capping. He lying. He's lying. He's lying. You're a liar, sir. The Bible says Jesus called him out on his lie. This is why the man never got healed. The, Jesus said, do you want to be made well? Because your real issue is that you're a liar, sir. That's your issue. Ain't nothing wrong with you. You're a liar. Father, don't let us lie to ourselves another day and tell ourselves 
that we can't when the truth is that we haven't given you a yes. Make us willing and obedient. 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 I heard the Lord say, and you can get out of debt, and you're going to do it before the end of this year. I heard the Lord say, and you can get your fitness together, and you're going to get to your, to your optimum body weight by the end of this year. By the end of this year, we give you a yes. 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 Can you put yes, Lord, in the comments? Good God, this is good to me. Man, I may have to throw this a message of this into the series. This is so good to me. The Bible says the people were unwilling to do it. It's not that they couldn't. Let me prove it to you. Because the thing, look, the rest of the verse, 1 Samuel 15, 9, but everything they thought was worthless, they destroyed. So it's not that you can't destroy things. You just don't want to destroy this. It's not, you ready for me? It's not that you can't cut off toxic friends. You just like that one. It's not that you, it's not that you can't stop gossiping. You just like how it makes you feel better about yourself. It's not that you can't. You just keep doing it. You just keep doing it. But Isaiah 119, if you are willing and obedient, a yes, you will eat the good of the lamb. A yes, a yes. Come on. I know this is old school for some of y'all, but some of y'all know my old school. Hey, Terry, you clap your hands and you say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Well, when you clap your hands, the book of Job says that when you clap your hands, you hiss the enemy out of his place. So clapping your hands is a form of spiritual warfare. You, you literally, let me give you the Bible for that. Let me, give you, let me give you the Bible for that. Let me give you the Bible for that. This is Job 27, 23. Job 27, 23. So clapping your hands is actually spiritual warfare. Can you put that hand clap in the comments? It's actually spiritual warfare. It's spiritual warfare. You're hissing the enemy out of his place. You're saying, get out of here. So when you clap and you say, yes, Lord, you're literally saying, enemy, get up out of here. And you're giving God what he wants. Do you hear me? It's, it's spiritual warfare. You're giving, you're giving God what he wants. And you're telling the enemy to back up to back up, to back up, back up, to back up. Clapping your hands ain't just clapping through applause and celebrate the Lord. No, it's spiritual warfare. It tells the enemy back up. There are sometimes, if you if you ever see me in a service live and you see me worshiping, one, you'll notice I don't have a seat because when I come in the auditorium, um, unless I'm not preaching or something, I don't have a seat because I come to worship God, not just to, to sit and to be worshiped. Number two, you'll know I'll start clapping and I'll start going back and forth. And I'll start walking and I'll start clapping. You know why? You know why? Because I recognize when I start clapping, uh-uh, wherever the enemy is, I got to hit that mark out of his place. And it's it's, a, it's spiritual work. Some of y'all, when we get off of prayer, it's 803. When we get off of prayer tonight, you need to walk around your house and just start clapping and telling them, yes, Lord. Clapping and telling them, yes, Lord. Some of y'all, you need to go to your car and just start clapping, tell them, yes, Lord. Some of you, if your kids are going back to school, you need to start clapping and telling them, yes, Lord. Some of y'all, when you go on your jobs tomorrow, get there a few minutes early because you already know it's some spirits on your job. And you need to just start clapping and saying, yes, Lord. Give them a yes and then tell the entity, get the heck up out of here. We got to go. Isaiah 119. If we are willing and obedient, we will eat the good of the land. We will eat the good of the land. We will eat the good of the land. And for that, God, 
we say thank you. Do not let us be like Saul, who started out with a yes, but he couldn't finish with a yes. He started out being willing and obedient, but his willingness was shifted because of pride. He wanted a trophy, and the trophy that he wanted was not the trophy of obedience. It was the trophy of look at what I did. Look at what I built. I heard the Lord. There's somebody watching right now. Y'all just let me flow. It's 8.05. Just, just give me a couple seconds. I heard the Lord say right now, there's somebody watching. You're literally in the, you're at the cusp of a career change. And the prideful part of you says, but I've worked so hard in what I've done that this, this thing, while it could be better and would be better, it feels like it's a downgrade. Who is that? Wave at me right now. Wave at me right now. I heard the Lord say, give them a yes all the way through. And you will see that what you thought was a downgrade. Only thing you were holding on to was a trophy. A trophy of how many years you've done something. But that trophy should be the trophy of obedience. I heard the Lord say, when he gets a yes from you, what you thought was a downgrade, you're going to discover was actually the biggest upgrade of your entire life. In Jesus' name. Y'all, I could keep going. Um, we got to wrap up, though. I could keep going. If you came in late and you missed any part of prayer, go back and watch all of this. We've been on for an hour and four minutes. God has spoken to us tonight in prayer. I'm going to pick this up tomorrow. My team, please email me so I remember to pick this up in tomorrow's pop-up. Tomorrow, I'm going to do a pop-up. God, thank you for what you've spoken to us tonight in prayer. Thank you for what you've spoken to us tonight in prayer. Whoever's got the kidney problem over here on Instagram, wave at me. There's a few of you. You've got issues with your kidneys. There's, a, there's an issue. And for one of you, the issue, mm -mm, for two of you, the issue is chronic. It's a chronic issue. Y'all just stick with me for a couple more seconds. All right, for a few more minutes, for a few more minutes. Who are you over here? And if you're on another platform and this applies to you, you reply too. But I heard specifically, there's three of you over here with kidney issues. Two of you, it's chronic. Where are you at? Wave at me. Wave at me. Wherever you are at, wave at me. Wherever you are at. I see one. I see two. Where's the other? Where are you at? Come on. Y'all stick with me. Can I get everybody praying wherever you're at? I see a couple over here. I know what I heard specifically over here. There's the other. Everybody, I heard the Lord say right now, he's about to work creative miracles. I heard the Lord say he's about to work creative miracles. 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 He is about to work creative miracles. Uh, we see this in Matthew 17 and 20. God is about to work creative miracles. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that whatever, whatever, wow, look at that, whatever the ailment is, God, you are working creative miracles in the realm and the body part of kidneys. We pray, God, and I pray that we would see testimonies to begin to manifest even as quickly as Friday of this week. You are the God of miracles, signs, and wonders. We pray that you would work creative miracles. I see the Lord. Uh, for one of you, it's almost like he's recreating the organ for you. 
And they're going to say, this doesn't really make sense because it's like it's re re regenerated is the word they're going to use. That's going to be your cue to know that it was a miracle. It's like it regenerated itself. It did something that is abnormal. We speak creative miracles tonight in the name of Jesus. So the woman who's got an issue, you have an issue with your ovaries. You have an issue with your ovaries, and this issue is an acute issue. It only has popped up in the last three months. Who are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? What platform are you on? Wave at me. I heard the Lord say he's about to release a creative miracle for you, and you will have a testimony. I heard the Lord say, even right now, the creative miracle working power of God is going to hit your body now. I see you on Facebook. It's going to hit your body now in the name of Jesus. And the God of miracles, signs, and wonders is about to show himself strong for you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, y'all, come on. It's 809. I got to go. It's 809. I got to go. <laughs> um, if you came in prayer late, go back and watch the beginning. Um, I need you to do this. I need you to do this. Don't forget we're fasting on Wednesday from midnight until um, 6 p.m. local time on Wednesday. Praying over Atlanta pop up this weekend. Make sure you get registered for that. Text Harvest to 55498 to go to Church. Last two things I want to do. A prayer bless you tonight. You want to sow? You already know. Somebody already asked, what's the seed? Well, you already know we're going to sow into this. Here's our seed. Right from Isaiah 1 and 19. And I heard the Lord say, I, I said, Lord, uh, I was speaking. He said, okay, Lord, 19. He said, uh, tell everybody to double it. So our seed will be, uh, what is that? Um, 19, 19. So what is that? Uh, 38? 38. I don't know. What is, what is that? Yes, 38. Right? Yes, 38. <laughs> 38 will be our seed. 38 is going to be our seed tonight. 38 is going to be our seed tonight. 38 is going to be our seed tonight for Isaiah 119. Um, why would we double the seed? Because we want to see double results. That's our seed tonight. And you're just going to call it your yes, Lord. Um, your yes, Lord. I have to finish this through our pop-ups tomorrow and Wednesday. That's our seed. How can you sow it? You can use our cash app, dollar sign, Bishop Boom with the number two, PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Giveify. That's available. The email is hello at harvestchurch.church. Last thing I want to do, and certainly not least, if you're on here tonight on any platform and you are not and Christian, tonight's your night. Secondly, if you've given your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, tonight is your night to come back to the Lord. And finally, if you're like, I don't really know where things stand, Bishop, but I want to be sure tonight, whatever platform you're on, black, white, tall, short, you're not too old, you are exactly who God is looking for. I don't care what your background is. I don't care any of that. Tonight's your night. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. And I count the three, you do the hand with the emoji and say it to me. One, two, three. Wherever you're at, respond and respond quickly. Respond and respond quickly tonight. Respond and respond quickly tonight. Respond and respond quickly tonight. In Jesus' name. There's a woman watching. Your middle name starts with an L. God's going to save your son by the end of this month. Who are you? You've been praying for him too. Your middle name starts with an L. God says, you've been praying for your son immensely. I heard the Lord say, this month, what you prayed for, God's about to settle that account. God's about to settle that account. Y'all, I haven't even been looking at the responses. I'm so caught up. How many? Two, one, two. Praise God, wherever you're at. Oh, wow. No, one, two, three, four, five. Come on, wherever you're at, six. Wherever you're at, do that hand with emoji or say it to me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. Seven, eight. I see you wherever you're at. 
You do that hand emoji or say it's me wherever you're at. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure I need you to do this and respond now. And, I, and the truth is, I don't need you to do it. You need to do it. Mr. Foreman, I'll do it later. It's not important to do now. Tomorrow's not promised. Not. The other thing you need to know is this. The Bible says this. If you deny Jesus publicly, he'll deny you. So this is not a time to deny him. You're in a safe place. You're in a safe environment. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to condemn you. Anytime you're on something, Bishop Foreman, you should know you're in a judgment-free zone. 10, wherever you're at, do that hand wavy emoji or say it's me. You need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord wherever you are at 11. Come on, God. Do it, God. Do it, God. Do it. There's a couple more of you tonight. You need to respond. Respond quickly. I'm 10 minutes over. 13. This says 11 minutes. This says 13 minutes. Uh, 12 right there. Wherever you're at, do that hand wavy emoji or say it's me. Wherever you are at, wherever you are at, don't you miss this moment. Don't you miss this moment. Don't you miss this moment. You responding, Zink, Zink, you responding? You, you giving your life to the Lord? I see the hands up. Is that your response? That's 13. Wherever you're at, that's 14. Wherever you are at, that's 15. Look at God, you all. Those of you that are saved, those of you that are Christians, I need you praying. I need you praying that people come to the Lord tonight. I got you. I got you. I got you. That's 15 tonight. Wherever you're at, there's a couple more of you that still need to respond. Wow. That's you. Wow. Wow. The Lord just showed me an L. Wow. Jesus. Wow. That's the word of the Lord. I missed one. 16. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And these are 16 lives that matter to God and they matter to us. You're not just the number. We count so that we know that we got you, but you're more than just a number. You're somebody, you're somebody that means something to God and you mean something to us. Guys, you can keep responding, but everybody pray this prayer with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for your love for me. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. Give me the grace to be a faithful Christian from this day forward. If I fall or if I fail, give me the grace, 17 to get right back up again. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, y'all, if you just prayed that prayer, recommitted yourself to the Lord, and you're now sure, we clap and we celebrate for you. I need you to do one thing. You need to do one thing. Now that you've given your life to the Lord, let me walk you through what to do next. They say 90% of Christians fall away within two years. You know why? They don't know what to do next. So for the 16 of you, that have responded tonight, I need you to text the word HARVEST to 55498. It's pinned over here. It's pinned over here. It's at the bottom of the screen. Let me get it at the bottom of the screen. It's at the bottom of the screen for those of you right here. And just when you do it, enter the option for salvation, and then we're going to get your text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. All right? Um, listen, guys, get your seat in the ground 38. I don't have 38. Get as close as you can to it. Let everybody get something in. Um, get the 19 in. That's half of that for First Samuel. Excuse me, for Isaiah 119. My yes, Lord. See, I cannot wait to sow my iPad. Nobody can text to sow it through my iPad. It's been all you Android users. This is the month. These last couple of weeks have been the weeks to get all of your Android jokes in because my iPad has been tripping all month. This is a new one. And it's still tripping. So I'll have to get another one and we'll have to figure this out. But I love you all. I pray you have an amazing night. You registered to join. Welcome. 
welcome to the family. Let me also say that too. Um, for some of you, you're saved, but you need a shepherd. You said, Bishop, I don't live in Denver. I don't live in Atlanta, but I know you're my shepherd. Every time you speak, God says something to me. It connects with me. It resonates with me. Guess what? We're a hybrid church. You can be anywhere in America, across America, or around the world, be a part of the Harvest family. How do you? How do I connect? How do I join? How do I make you my shepherd? All you do is you take Harvest at 55498. You enter the option for join, and you can be a part of the family. I love you guys. I'll see you for tomorrow's pop-up. Again, I know I'm about 15 minutes over, but uh, God was met us tonight. I have to pick this up tomorrow about this. Yes, Lord, I have to pick it up tomorrow. Um, on the pop-up, make sure you get the app. Text Harvest to 55498 and you can get the app. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Shalom. Wow, God. God is so good to us. He is so good to us. Love y'all. Love you, IG. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.